Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Noctis Point, Chapter 24. Ariadne unrolled her soft screen and thumbed it into life. It glowed faintly, turned down just enough so that she could take a look at the map again. The steady pulse of the tracking dart they were following was still several metres further on. This way, she whispered, stuffing it back into the pouch at the small of her back. Sarah looked around the corner, then slid out from the shadow, keeping herself pressed against the wall. Ariadne motioned for the third person in their reconnaissance party. Captain Desmond Bolo, to go ahead, then followed on behind. In the black slick suits, they were almost unnoticeable. Ariadne's inner ear buzzed as Sarah subvoked her, slightly breathlessly. Forgot how much fun this is. Focus, Sarah, Ariadne sent back, then smiled to herself. You're right, though. Far too often, she thought, I get other people to do this. It's fun to get my hands dirty sometimes as long as Dad doesn't hear about it. Suddenly, the figure of the captain in front of her stopped and pressed the small catch on the nape of his neck, causing the hood of his slick suit to peel back from his face and close-cropped white hair. The psych is here, and close, he said. The other side of this wall are in a basement beneath us. He looked straight at Ariadne. Orders, strike. Ariadne nodded. We are here for observation only at this point, she said the hood of the slick suit distorting her voice into an anonymous electronic burr. Let's find a way in. Keep your suit on active camo and tell it to record everything. Aye, sir, Captain Bolo said, looking around. Ladder, 20 metres north. Rooftop access was on the map, Shrike. Without waiting for another order, he began to move towards the ladder, his agility and speed belying his 70 years. In a trice, he was on the rooftop and crouched, scanning for movement. Sarah went up second while Ariadne looked back along the mist-filled road. No one was visible, and she climbed up, then crouched next to Bolo. You're sure it's here? He nodded. Aye, they're below us, definitely in the room below. The psych's with them. Only problem is, if I can sense him, he or she might be able to sense me. No matter how much I damp my own ability down, there's a chance. He might not be actively scanning, though. Rain it in fully now, Captain. We know they're there. The information that had led them here had been as solid as they were going to get. One of the prisoners from the comm centre bombing had escaped while in transit to a longer-term penitentiary, apparently not wondering how that had been organised. As she'd opened the doors for him to jump out, Sarah had simply placed a nearly invisible tracker on his neck. Then it had been a case of following him until he met with others. Now here they were, a week later, on the roof of an abandoned warehouse in the heart of the Dimlands. They moved stealthily to a door which opened smoothly when Ariadne turned the handle. Inside, a set of metal steps led down into the cavernous inside space. Shadows moved and flickered across the walls. Remember, just recon, Ariadne whispered. Why'd you bring him if this is just recon? Sarah subvoked. We used the tracker to find them, not him. If it comes down to a fight, send a psych to catch a psych, Ariadne responded. Now shut up and let's go. 
They crept down the steps and along the gantry at the bottom, giving them a view down onto the scene below. A large barrel was set up in the middle of the room, a fire burning in it. The place was a mess, pieces of broken machinery, wooden crates, tarpaulins and, everywhere, dust and pieces of concrete. A large collection of rusting metal plates was stacked up against one wall, and much of the space was taken up by three gigantic shipping crates, one of which had obviously been converted into living quarters. Completely at odds with the surroundings was the tech on display. Stacks of guns of all sorts, several large high-end soft-screen units, and what looked like a military-grade warsuit were arrayed across the room. Around the fire, four people were warming themselves. A teenaged boy, a young woman, and a middle-aged man were huddled close. But stood apart from them was the tallest figure, a woman. What the hell are you doing back here, Vic? She shouted. You'll bring the whole damn empire down on us. Nah, hell. I wasn't followed none, was I? Stuttered the middle-aged man. Ariadne narrowed her eyes and the software in the slick suit magnified the view. He was their escapee. The psych wasn't him, for sure. Stupid. This is stupid. How do you know they didn't tear your mind open like a tin can, Vic? The young woman said. All of them had broad local accents, Ariadne noted, possibly hired talent. Dunno, Vic said. I didn't tell them nothing, though. The tall woman, Hill, looked over at the silent teenager, then shook her head. Well, you're here now, so let's make the most of it. We need to do a supply run. There's a munitions dump over near Battersea. We can walk in there and take in what we need, then move on to bigger things. Chandy, tell us what we're up against. The young woman pulled out a soft screen and slapped it against the side of a shipping container. It was showing a map of London, the Thames a glowing ribbon in the firelight. Ariadne touched a finger to the hidden controls in her palm, and her suit took a picture of the view. Identify teenaged boy by fire, she subvoked, and a small progress bar appeared. She began to step further down the gantry, hoping for a better view. Carefully, she moved around a trio of barrels and took a step towards the railing. Something clicked under her foot. She froze. The teenager down by the fire started and looked up in her direction, though there was no way he could have seen her. There's someone here, he said. Chandy's briefing choked to a stop and Hill moved to the boy's side. Where? Up there, he said, pointing. Something tripped one of the sensors. Shit, Ariadne thought. She knelt and felt under her foot. Sure enough, a small black object was stuck there and she peeled it off and stowed it in a pouch pocket. Time to move, she subvoked. Wait, Sarah sent back. Probably just a rat again, Hill was saying. Still, go check it out. The boy walked over to a flight of metal stairs that led from the ground to the gantry and began to climb them. Ariadne realised that she was almost in full view of him, with only a single barrel between them, while Sarah and Bolo were hidden by the rest. She looked back quickly. Captain Bolo was hanging back, but Sarah had already retreated to the stairs. Ariadne tossed her head at the captain. Go! And he moved back to the foot of the stairs as well. As the boy reached the top of the darkened stairs, Ariadne held her breath. There was a chance he wouldn't see her. She was mostly hidden behind the barrel and her suit was displaying a picture of her immediate surroundings across its front. She was a blur at best. Unless he was the psych. Her suit pinged quietly and a small box flashed up overlaying her view. Subject found flashed for a moment. Then a file began to scroll down the bottom right of the screen. Rasputin Ternevsky, it began. 16. Registered Psych. 
He had reached the corner of the gantry and was about to come around it, about to move so that she was in plain sight. She tensed to run, to punch and kick, to dig out the small needler in her pocket. Something small and grey ran past her, coming from behind, directly towards Rasputin. His lip turned in disgust, and she watched as he used Psyche to pick it up, turning it over on its back so that its paws scrabbled helplessly in the air. Just a rat, he called down. You were right. He leaned on the railing, holding one hand out and wiggled his fingers. The rat soared through the air and landed directly in the fire, burning in the barrel. He nodded, smiling triumphantly. There was a protracted squeaking, and the boy rummaged in his pocket, taking out a small packet and shaking something into his hand. He popped it in his mouth and started to chew, all the while never taking his eyes from the thrashing barrel. Get back down here, you sadistic little twat, Vic shouted. Rasputin's smirk melted into a scowl, and he slowly walked back down the stairs, still chewing. Ariadne waited until he was almost down, then began to move back towards the rooftop door. Her legs screamed at her to stand up, stretch out, but she ignored the pain until she was up off the gantry. He's the psych, she said, and Bolo nodded. Was that you with the rat, by the way? I Shrike, he said, teeth white in the gloom as he smiled. A little psych command, and off he goes. He sobered almost instantly. We taken him down? No, Ariadne said, leading them back towards the ladder. We know where they're going to be. Did either of you catch when it was? Three days, Sarah said instantly. So we've got three days to work out how that boy fits in. Pretty hard to radicalise someone who's only just discovered they're a psych. He's only 16, so I'm thinking he's part of the money connection. They've got way more than a simple terrorist cell. They've got guns, so why do they need more? Why hit the munitions? Why or how have they got a psych? She shook her head. More questions than answers. One thing's for sure, if we take them down now, we're only getting the stem. We're going to have to dig deeper for the roots. You've been listening to chapter 24 of my novel, Noctis Point. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not check out my website, stevecookfiction.com, where you'll find more episodes and blogging about fiction. 